This is a safe place, right? <laughs> sure. I can I can be myself here. Mm-hmm. So of late. Oh, here we go. I have been. Uh, the horse is leaving the barn. <laughs> I've been uh, dabbling my toes into dating apps. Okay. For the first time, I've never done them before. And how's that going? Let's call it a mixed bag. Oh boy. Have you, but how do you even, when you're on a dating app in a pandemic, you can't even think about getting a first base. Like what is the, like what's the bullpen? Like what goes on? I don't know. At this sports reference. At this point, it just seems to be messaging, Uh which is uh, whatever, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's a. But messaging though, are you like, it's like, are you doing FaceTime? Are you? No, no. I haven't done anything like that. So it's strictly text. Yeah. Yeah. But what I've come to learn is that uh, going through and seeing a bunch of these profiles, I am now tuned in more than ever into what women want. And that is? Adventure. Oh. Do they really want adventure? That's what women crave, apparently. Uh, Apparently all women, 100% across the board, love the outdoors, Mm -hmm. love the mountains, love traveling. And no no woman has a profile that doesn't include a picture of them at the mountains or out hiking. Okay. It has to happen. So if you're not into being outside, you're doomed to die alone. That's what I've gleaned from this process. You're an indoor man, mostly. I think that hiking is just glorified walking up hills. <laughs> and Yeah, nobody goes down their basement and sets their treadmill on hike. No. So you're walking uphill the whole time. No. No. It's, uh, and there's bugs and there's... Yeah. Chafing. So for me, I'm like, I don't know. And now I'm seeing these profiles and I feel maybe alone on an island. Maybe it's time for you to just be brutally honest and just say, hey, my name's Bryce. I love the indoors. <laughs> I'm an indoor cat. Yeah. I like to see how few steps I can take over the course of a day. Yeah. And maybe that's what I have to do. The brutal honesty will find me the one meant for me. Yeah. Rather than faking this love for hiking. Okay. You seem a little down about this. It's a process. Yeah. There's a term the kids have called ghosting. Uh-huh. Which I've learned. Oh, no. <laughs> I get oh. it, though. I get it. Because you start having this conversation with someone, and they're like, well, this isn't jiving. And rather than being like, well, I, we tried our best. Yeah. May you ha- the rest of your life be merry. No it's one says of, that. No, it's like, uh, well, I got to go. I have a TV dinner in the oven. <laughs> they just stop messaging. Uh, oh. Two of them happened. After like, so what do you do for a living? And I was like, radio. And that was it. That was it. Really? Yeah. I always thought we had a cool job, but apparently- uh, No. I'm learning some harsh lessons. You know why, Bryce? Radio takes place indoors, not in the mountains. (laughs) A lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size, so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I'm Garner Andrews. That is Bryce Kelly right over there. The lonely, the somewhat dejected Bryce Kelly today. Yeah, a lot of looking out of windows right now, rethinking my life. Uh, We are the Lawn Chair Prophets. Thank you for uh, downloading our podcast. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for leaving a positive review. Yeah, I just looked at that for the first time. People have yeah. said nice things, and that's really nice. And uh, that really does help us because the more reviews, the more good reviews we get, the higher we go in the charts and the more people can actually hear this thing. And the more we get paid. 
Yeah, we get zero. <laughs> like, we do this for free. And I'm not even kidding. I think this counts towards my community service. Yeah. So all of you who are dreaming of living the podcast high life, uh, if you're willing to work for free, this is the career for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out doing some shopping the other day and I was in, uh, we'll call it a big box store. Okay. I refuse, I, I refer to this store from time to time. I don't know why I'm so hesitant to say the name of it, but, uh, concrete floors, unpainted, you got to have a membership card Okay. to come in. Gotcha. You know. They sell things in bigger quantities. Yeah. And I was looking for something and I saw an employee and I just, I was trying to find my size. And uh, she's like, uh, well, let me see if I have any more of those in the back. And I'm like, what? First of all, I was surprised that Costco has a back. Oh, you said it. Oh. But secondly, the way she said it, it was like, uh, let me see if I have any more of those in the back. And this girl's like 20 years old. And I'm thinking, wow, you own Costco? It's weird when retail workers refer to it as their store, right? Right. Isn't that... Am yeah. I overthinking this? Uh, a little, but I, I get it. It's like when uh, you're, you're cheering for your favorite sports team and you're like, ah, we lost tonight. Mm, no, you were sitting on the couch. You yeah. didn't lose. Those guys on the TV, they lost. Yeah, you ate eight pounds of pizza. Wings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they maybe lost. this girl just takes great pride in where she works. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. But it just, it throws me off every time you're in a bath and body works and the employee's like, well, let me see if I have more of those in the, what, what, what? Uh, this is not your store. So this got us talking about uh, the back when it comes to a store. I've never worked retail before. No, neither have I. I don't know. And I go into a shoe store, Bryce. I kid you not. I find shoe stores fascinating because I want to see the back, but they keep it so hidden. You don't even get a glimpse into the back in a shoe store. And I need to know what's back there. Yeah, all the time. I have to go, oh, could you have this in my size? And they go and they disappear for five minutes. They're gone for a while, which leads me to believe it must be. They probably get, they go beyond the curtain and then somebody picks them up in a golf cart and they drive through the rows, the warehouse back there looking for your size nine and a half. And then they return on the golf cart and then they just walk back into the store. Ten and a half. But. Ten and a half. Well, okay. <laughs> but I always imagine the back, you're, I think that's true. I think it's the size of like where they build uh, airplanes. Yeah. Or ocean going vessels. Yeah. Giant cargo ships. Yeah. That kind of place. That's what it's like in the back of Sport Check. Uh-huh. Uh, let's grab this one. Hello. You were talking about retail stores? Yeah, I imagine that the back <laughs> is massive, like bigger than the front. I mean, it depends on the type of store. I can't speak for like clothing stores, but I know for grocery stores, we know everything that's in the back and we know where it is and we know whether we have it or not. So usually if you go to the back, it's like asking somebody who maybe knows more than you, or it's like having a drink of your coffee. One day, one day, if the planets align and everything, I hope to get a tour of the back of a shoe store. <laughs> Me too. I've never seen the back of a shoe store. I imagine it's like, um, like Willy Wonka. Oh my God. I imagine the same thing too. Just thousands and thousands of pairs of shoes, cobblers making shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hey, what yeah. is your name again? Pam. Uh, somebody just texted and said, I also picture a lot of conveyor belts in the back, uh, sort of like an airport luggage system, just like in that documentary Toy Story, 
or like the massive door warehouse in the back of Monsters, Inc. That's exactly what I think of when I think of the back of a toy store or uh, a shoe store. Yeah. There's a lot of conveyor belts, a lot of people in neon vests. Yep. One day my dream will come true and I will get a tour of the back of a shoe store. Man, I'm sure it all, you'll go back there and not be at all disappointed. No, not one bit. Uh, somebody says, I think what would be great when the retail worker goes to the back to check on something for you, the worker should return eating an ice cream cone. Oh yeah, sorry. No, we don't have what you're looking for. LOL. That would be good. It would be sort of like the, the employee comes back from the back and they're like, uh, uh, good news and bad news. The bad news, we don't have any more PS5s. The good news, there's free ice cream cones for staff back there. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Every time, like uh, one time it's an ice cream cone, the next time it's, they're halfway through a corn dog. Oh God, I would love that. There's a that cotton would, candy machine. Uh, uh, hey, speaking of the back, you guys should take a tour of the McDonald's basement. That's something very few people realize is a thing. There is a basement under most McDonald's. Oof, I don't know if I've ever had the privilege of being in one before. You've never worked a McHappy Day, Bryce, where they feed you lunch, but down in the basement of the McDonald's. That's where oh. I saw McDonald's basement for the first time. I got my mind blown. Oh no, I've done McHappy Day, but I've never been in the basement. Yeah, that's where the staff room was. And it was weird because I went down there, down this rickety flight of stairs, and uh, they've got tables down there like they do upstairs in the restaurant. You what? Know, yeah, with the chairs bolted to the floor, like the pedestal type chairs Ooh, bolted. But there's no windows? No. It's like eating in McDonald's prison. <laughs> uh, oh, this that's one. weird. I've been working in a clothing store for a long time. The best is when you know exactly what's in the back and you tell the customer, no, sorry, we don't have it. And they stare at you as if you're lying to them and they don't, and that you don't want to give up the product. They say things like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? Can you check anyway? So you check anyway, and you just go for a little walk, LOL. That's my theory right there, is that retail workers want you to ask them to check if it's in the back, just so they can have a break from being on the floor. Yeah, they go and they go smoke a cigarette or something back there. Mm -hmm. Five minutes later, come back out and just say, nah. Yeah, we don't have it. Couldn't find it. What? Uh, somebody else said, nine years of retail, it depends on the store. I worked at Payless Shoes and all of our shoes were on the shelves. So when someone insisted to check the back when I knew there was nothing but an old microwave and a filing cabinet, I didn't want to make sure. Oh, you didn't want to go back there anyway? Why not? Go for a little walk. Yeah, take advantage of the situation. Yeah. I remember when I worked at Safeway, I'm trying to remember what the back of the store was like. I don't remember. Uh, I was mostly a bag boy, so I didn't spend a lot of time in the back. I worked at Shoppers Drug Mart in high school, and I remember the back. Like, there was just a lot of broken stuff back there. Tons of broken stuff. I do remember that machine that that smushes the cardboard. The yeah, boxes. I had to do that too. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember actually having to jump into the compactor to push all the car the cardboard down so that I could get back out again and push the button. I don't, I get the feeling now you wouldn't let a 16 year old stand in the trash compactor. You probably wouldn't even let them push the button. No. Let no. alone jump inside. <laughs> uh, somebody says, working at Safeway back in the day, anytime we were asked to go check in the back, it was amazing. It was a fantastic chance to go have a quick break and chat with the produce guys. That being said, if it was an item from the international foods aisle, 
I would legitimately go look because we had so many small, weird, and cool items. It was like a treasure hunt. Okay, there's somebody's optimistic about it. Yeah, that's a glass half full answer. Yeah. I wish I could remember the back of the store. Maybe I blocked it out. I get the feeling that the back of a grocery store isn't as big as you think it is. Probably not. No. No, they need the floor space. Ooh, this is, these, this must be the words of an assistant manager. Ooh, okay. Unorganized places have stuff in the back. Organized places don't. You can't sell it if it's not out and for sale. Oh, that's a manager's tone for sure. Or at least an assistant manager. Man. That's somebody in a clip-on tie. (laughs) The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. It's on the internet where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Oh, so speaking of shopping, uh, I was out recently and I was in a fitting room trying on jeans, Mm -hmm. you know, like people do. And uh, the manager of this particular store was standing right outside my fitting room door, probably two feet from me. I couldn't see her, but I knew she was close and she was talking to another employee. And remember, I'm in a fitting room. So it's like the door doesn't go down to the floor or up to the ceiling. It's like, I can hear everything you're saying. And she was telling one of the employees that she was laying off six or seven staff members that day. And then she proceeded to list them all off. Wow. She named the names. She named the names while some guy, some random guy was trying on jeans two feet away from her. And I thought, why are you doing this here? You know, I'm in here, right? (laughs) Surely there's an office or not busy corner of the store. Maybe they don't have an office. I don't know. I don't know what's in the back. Oh, right. But anyway, it just seemed, it felt like... Like, I didn't know whether I should do a, you know, little NBA shoe squeak on the floor or the, (coughs) just to let, to to remind them that only moments before she had put me in this room where she was now revealing secrets. Um, So I stood there like absolutely silent. I didn't know what to do. It was so awkward. So I overheard something. I knew six people and I knew their first names were getting laid off that day. They were going to get a phone call that day, laying them off. And I knew that before they knew it. Yeah. That's a weird thing. That's weird knowledge to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little odd. I mean, even if it wasn't naming people who are being canned, it's awkward enough to have someone standing that close to you while you're- In your underpants? Wait. Yeah. (laughs) No clothes on from the waist down. Yeah. And I'm past that point in my life- that I should be two feet away from women that are more than, you know, I'm twice their age and I'm a guy in underwear listening to a conversation. That sounded exceptionally creepy when I just said that. What? If you just came into the podcast right there and you didn't hear the context, you go, Garner's a creep. (laughs) Uh, Somebody said, uh, oh, we got this text a couple well, variations of it. I was having a sleepover at my friend's house when I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of his parents having sex. Their bedroom was over top of his. Great. Oof. That's a little awkward. Uh, My office used to be right next to HR and the walls were soundproof to voices, but not crying. Layoff days were always the worst. Randy. Oh, to hear the sobbing through the walls. Oh. That's tough. Uh, Hey, why were you trying on jeans, Garner? What happened to the uniform? Jana. Good question, Jana. I'm glad you asked. Jeans are part of the uniform, aren't they? They are. And the ones that I ordered online were the wrong ones. So I had to go to the store. See, now I'm revealing what store it was. 
Now I had to go to the store that sells this particular brand of jeans because it's right in the name of their store. Mm -hmm. And I had to go try on the actual ones I wanted. So that's why. Oh, I don't think I've ever been in that position where I've overheard the juiciest gossip. No, I, I've never really overheard anything either. No, I wish I would have. Have you ever heard somebody backstabbing you though? No, we've talked about that before. Have I've, we? I've been overheard doing that. Oh, oh, I vaguely remember this story. You probably don't want to tell it now, do you? Well, I was giving a, oh. a very honest opinion of someone at the time. Uh-huh. And apparently that person was just outside the, the frame of the door. Ooh. And listen to the whole thing. And heard the whole thing. Does that person still work here? No. Oh. No. Does he or she know that you know? No, I don't think so. Oh. They don't know that I know that they know. But you they know? do know. They definitely heard. Yes. Oh, boy. I heard about this from someone else. Did you send an apology? No. I you just, just pretended it didn't happen. I just hope the situation will resolve itself. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> that was rough. Hey. See, sometimes the office you use in this building, that's the one they use to uh, oh, yeah. see people off to their future endeavors. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, yeah, my office is quite often, well, not quite often, but every now and again, I'll get a note from HR saying, we need to use your office this morning. And I know that's code for, oh, oh. Yeah. So we don't overhear it, but we know what's happening. Yeah. So if you ever see my jacket, my laptop, and my lunch bag in the staff room, you'll know that something's going down. There was one case where uh, I found out that someone was being let go before they did. Oh? And uh, I saw that person that morning before it happened. And that was a weird feeling. It was a weird dynamic. Oh. It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then it happened and I felt like a weight was off my shoulders. That person probably not so much. No. <laughs> Hey guys, yeah. I found out my best friend's wife was leaving him before he even knew. She confided in my wife and my wife can't keep a secret. It was awful. Ooh. Ooh, so you knew, oh, your Ooh. friend was getting fired from his marriage. Talk about a rock and a harp. What do you do? Oh, I Do you tell oh. your friend? Oh, no, that, you can't that, because that. then you, no. Oh. oh, that's bad. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he's like, hey, want to come to the mall with me? I want to book a surprise trip for me and my wife to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe wait a few weeks for that. Yeah, because that's what people do is they go to the mall to book those trips now. Because <laughs> it's 1988 where I am. Uh, when I Oh, this was my favorite. When I was 13, I had a sleepover at a buddy's house. I heard his mom having an affair in the kitchen when I was sleeping on the couch in the living room. My friend's dad was away on a hunting trip. Uh, I wrote wow. back and I said, you know, to this person, did you ever tell your friend? And they said, I told my buddy a decade later and it still haunts me 25 years later. Whew. I like the way they say, I heard, <laughs> I heard his mom having an affair in the kitchen. <laughs> what a weird thing to wake up to. First what of a, all. What a weird room of the house for an affair. Mind you. Yeah. Kid was in the living room on the couch and. I've never mastermind an affair. But no. if I did, I think I would wait until my son wasn't having a sleepover. Yeah. You know, to invite the, uh, and would the you, new party over. Would the kitchen be your go-to room of the house? No. I feel like there are more discreet places. Yeah. But uh, so all around, I'd say that's a failed, failed operation all around. We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. So many red flags. This, <laughs> this, this was, this is a weird one. This one both impresses me 
it, it horrifies me. Well, it's funny, but at the same time, there's just a level of douchebaggery here that most of us probably can't understand. Uh, Bruce Buffer. Does everybody know who Bruce Buffer is? He's the ring announcer at for UFC. Yeah. So at the start of each bout, he's the one who comes out there and goes, it's time. He's also his, well, I would say one of his more famous catchphrases is, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. That's him, right? I think that's him. Is it? Oh God, I hope it's him. I think it's the same guy. Yeah. So... There's a service called Cameo. Everybody knows what Cameo is. You pay like a hundred bucks or so and a celebrity will record a video. And send it to somebody you know. Yeah. So you can send a message to someone using their favorite D-list celeb usually. The number one celebrity on there though is the guy who played Kevin on The Office. Yeah. He actually made good money on that. Yeah. Like what did they say? He made a hundred grand or something last year just doing Cameo? Oh, I thought it was more. I thought it was like a million. Maybe it was a million dollars. Maybe I missed a zero. That was an another off-putting thing though is when they're like- Whatever his name is, Kevin Malone is how I know him. The character on The Office, yeah. And like, he's the number one earner on Cameo. And he made, there was an audio clip of him talking and he doesn't sound like Kevin from The Office. Yeah, Kevin on The Office speaks slowly and he's dumb. Kind of sounds like the cookie monster. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he, now he sounds like a normal person. And I was like, it was very confusing to my ears. So anyway, you can book a, a bunch of different celebrities. Right. So this guy paid Bruce Buffer, the the ring announcer, $300 to record a breakup video for his girlfriend. Her name is Kaylee. This is what it sounds like right here. Bruce Buffer. It's time for Kaylee to move on. I don't know what <laughs> Keely did. Oh, I, I don't know what she did to deserve this, but it is so, there's so many red flags here. So the next girl that this guy hooks up with has an affair, not an affair, but has a, enters into a relationship with, should he have to disclose that he once paid Bruce Buffer $300 to break up with his girlfriend? Because I, again, without knowing what she did to deserve this, okay, this is what? Well, $300 just to record that, what, few seconds? Uh-huh. Just to, so he spent $300 to break up with this girl. Yeah. But this should be a red flag for any girl in the future who's trying to decide whether to date this guy. Because this is, clearly, this is a spiteful man. Mm -hmm. This is a man that will never be satisfied with you and won't be able to move on with his life after you're through without crushing your self-esteem. So I wish that we could find out who this Kaylee is and I want to find out what she did to deserve this. I think you're right. I think this guy likes to see you fall down, scrape your knees, and then he likes to put the salt in those wounds. That's exactly what he wants. He wants to see you twisting in the wind. To spend $300 to plan this out, to write out what he wanted Bruce Buffer to say, send it, wait for the reply, and then give it to this poor girl. Oh, that is a guy who wants to see you in pain. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits drink tap water. Mmm, tasty.